live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Matt starts this hour in Orlando. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jade. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so I just wanted to kind of see what you guys thought could be my my steps and my process here. Um, I took a different job in August of last year. Um, both the job before and the job now have been commission-based. And I was supposed to make around the same amount of commission, but unfortunately I'm making about half. Why? And... Uh, the, uh, so I do um, like a uh, trades work. So basically I go around quoting jobs and getting them sold. And um, if I'm being really honest, I, I think it might be the marketing side. It's not, we're not getting the amount of calls in that we should be. Um, so I'm just not making as much, uh, as many sales as I used what to. What is it you're selling? Um, electrical work, uh, piano replacements, you know, rewires, that type of stuff for residential homes. Well, construction stopped. No construction stop. It's just that we do primarily residential service calls. So I don't oh, know, oh, you okay. know, you, with homeowners. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. For electrical problems on a home, you go to their house. Is that what you were Correct. selling before? Yes. Okay. And it was just a different company. Uh, the company I was at before. Uh, you know anybody was, selling stuff at your old company? Yes. Are they ma- still they making? They seem to be struggling as well. They've been struggling as well. So it's not the company. Yeah. It's mar- It's the marketplace. Yeah, probably. It's not marketing then. If your old company right. was is not making what they used to make, and you're you know you're you're not making what you used to make at the new company, it sounds like, and you're in the same field. It sounds like the marketplace has slowed down with the economy slowing and inflation and people watching every dollar and all that kind of stuff. I actually 100% agree with you. Okay. Uh, but there, there's like a, a wide variety of, of other issues, but I'm not going to, you know, get into details on that, but yes, marketplace has definitely slowed down. Is this job what you wanted to be doing long-term? Yeah, actually, uh, yes, this is, I love it. This is my career, um, just being in the electrical field in general. Um, you know, I just, I love doing electrical work for sure. Well, in the meantime, is it possible for you to pick up some other work in order to kind of close that gap income wise? The biggest issue with that is, um, you know, we work under a license, so I wouldn't be able to do work, um, on the side without a license. Not electrical work, but you could drive Something Uber. Else. Yeah. Yes. So actually, I do pick up that work. Um, okay. My schedule is a little bit varied. You know, um, I can't get, I wanted to get like a consistent, you know, after hours job, but my schedule is so inconsistent. You know, I'm out maybe 12, 13 hours a day sometimes. Um, what are you, what are you making? Um, on average, take home a month is around four to 5,000 a month. And you were making double that before? close wow okay probably about 30 percent okay so here's the thing my friend henry cloud wrote a book called necessary endings and he says you need to end a relationship a process a job when you lose hope 
that there's any chance it's going to get better. Okay. And so if I'm in your shoes, I've got to decide how long am I willing to wait for this to turn before I need to call it a day and switch careers. Hmm. And I don't know how long that is. How long do you want to give it? Um, before, you know, at this rate versus the double rate that you were making before, before you're willing to do this, how long are you willing to ride this storm out to stay in this field? Um, let me, let me help you. It's not five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not three years, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want, you don't be sitting in the same soup three years from today. Correct. So just yeah. keep, you know, is it one year? Is it nine months? Is it the fall? If it didn't fall, but if we hadn't turned it by fall, we're going to go look for something. Is it one year this time next year? If it's not, we're going to, I'm going to hold my breath, hold my nose and fight through and work the extra job, the weird jobs on the side, just so I can stay in this field, hoping it's going to turn back. But at the point that I lose hope that it's going to turn back, I'm out of here. And you need to set yourself a date certain because that will relieve a lot of your anxiety, the uncertainty Mm -hmm of this could go on forever is runs down your spine and rests in your lower back. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I got to believe that there's other job opportunities that use a similar skill set that use some of the same, you know, things that you know how to do and enjoy doing. So you might want to start researching that, but the screen says that you're behind on your debts. How much debt do you have? Uh, I am without the mortgage about $75,000 in debt. All right. So that's letting us know what what Dave was just talking about, your necessary ending. That's got to come sooner than later, because if you were sitting here debt free and you just called in and said, hey, my job just, you know, my income just got cut in half. What should I do? You would have you could you could extend that time period. But you've got a lot on the line here with seventy five thousand dollars. What do you owe seventy five on? A lot of dumb stuff. Super tax, as you call it. Yeah. What is Um, it? Credit cards that are maxed out. Um, it's from primarily just transition, just trying to keep everything afloat. And how much your car payment? How much your car debt? My credit card. No well, my car. car debt. Uh, I have one car, and uh-huh. it's about five thousand. Like okay. no, four thousand. All right. So your car is not your problem. Okay. No. So is it? What is most of this debt? Credit cards. Credit cards, and uh, we did some dumb stuff with some affirm stuff. Okay. And that, but but you're I done mean, with what, that now, right? No, that's that ends in August. No, no, no. no. I'm saying you're I mean, done using you're never, affirm. You're never clicking on easy payments again. One hundred percent. Yes, I'm not. Let me affirm uh, you that that was stupid. We're trying to work on know? the baby steps right now. Let me affirm you that affirm is stupid. Yeah. Here, here's what uh, I want to. Here's what I want to say to you. You're you're going through something tough, but I'm hearing a, I'm hearing a lot of excuses. I'm hearing a lot of but and well and well. See, the thing is, and I, I need you to understand that right now you got to make a change. Right now you got to change it. There are a lot of times where there's reasons that things are going wrong and things are not going well, but I want to challenge you to cut off that point because at a point, the reasons start becoming an excuse and I don't want you to cross over to that excuse zone. 
So now's your chance to start making those choices, start making those changes. Like I said, research jobs that earn more, that use your same skill set. They're out there. They're there. Check out Ken's book, Paycheck to Purpose. Austin, can you give him that book? That might help him out to find something new for him. But look, this is your moment to change. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to hand you a job. No one's going to come in and pay off this $75,000 of debt. But you. Yeah, Warren Buffett says when the tide goes out, you can tell who is skinny dipping. So this lowered income has revealed that you were living chaotic and out of control, and now you get the opportunity to fix that. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Well, our spring live events are kicking up and jam-packed and sold out everywhere, but we're going to tell you where you can come if you can still get a ticket. Building Wealth, we're going to be April the 24th in Salt Lake City, Utah, with Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Christina Ellis, and me. May 2nd, we'll be in Anaheim, California, with Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, Christina Ellis, and me. Jade was at the first two that we did. And uh, we've also brought back Smart Conference, and we kicked it up a notch. This is our first uh, weekend version of Smart Conference. Uh, Friday afternoon, we're going to do the Ramsey Show, this show right here, live. We do it live on the glass anyway here, but we're going to do it live from the Ramsey Event Center, the brand-new Ramsey Event Center from the stage. And we're going to have a huge audience in there to do that. We've got other stuff planned through the afternoon. We've got a neat uh, time with the audience uh, Friday after Friday evening and of course some of our friends from Nashville are going to join us we're in Ooh. the music business here and uh, some names you'll recognize are going to come hang out with us and we'll have a little Nashville moment and then Saturday all day Jade will be speaking Dr. John Deloney Ken Coleman Rachel Cruz George Camel me we're going to go through everything from mental health to jobs to uh goal setting to uh, just winning with your money and the details we're going to go into every part of your life and this is the inaugural event the very first event at the new ramsey event center i was up there today we're looking at some items we're installing today it's absolutely i'm so proud of it it's absolutely stellar and we've announced ken coleman's career breakthrough events they're going to be in kansas city april 20 chicago may 16 atlanta may 18 dallas texas may 23rd oh i forgot the uh smart conference is april 14 and 15 uh one month from right now that's right and there's a handful of tickets left is all for that weekend event at smart conference ken's uh ken's career breakthrough just went on sale that's got exciting. the money and marriage event with deloney and rachel next fall mm-hmm. all of these things are at ramseysolutions.com slash events our events lately have all, well for the last 12 months or so have been 100 percent sellout everywhere we go and so if you want tickets, you need to get them to all of these things. They're going quickly. They always do. Juliana is with us. She is in Phoenix. Hi, Juliana. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can I help? 
Good. Um, so my husband and I are just wondering um, if we should approach an HSA account more as savings or more as an investment based on where we are at the baby steps. Where are you at in the baby steps? Um, we're four and six. We don't have any kids currently, but we'd like some in the future. Is the HSA above and beyond the 15% that you're investing into retirement? Um, yes. So we're, yeah, we're investing 15% in 401ks. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to at least get our max out of pocket in the HSA just to cover medical expenses, but we're not sure if we should keep contributing after that. Yeah. It's not going to matter that much uh, in, a, in right. a given year. It will matter over a period of years. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, I would keep doing the HSA as long as you're doing it in addition to the 15%. And okay. uh, once you get to a certain point, make sure you get with someone like a company called Health Equity is one we use to uh, flip your HSA money into mutual funds once it gets to be substantial. Because, see, okay. the way the HSA is going to work is, as you know, the health insurance that's with it is a high deductible, mm-hmm. but it's a low max out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening with the HSA is the HSA works best, the math works best, uh, if you're very healthy or you have chronic uh, chronic health problems. Okay. Like I've got a friend that's got Crohn's disease. And so he's constantly hitting his deductible and his max. So the HSA with having the lower max is much better for him mm-hmm. because his max out of pocket is less and mm-hmm. in, in an annual basis. And so even though the deductible is higher, but he's always going to hit his deductible because he's always dealing with some kind of medical something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on the other hand, you've got Sharon and Dave, which, uh, and you know, hadn't seen the inside of a hospital. We don't even know what it looks like. We visited some people there once, but that's all. And so, uh, you know, so what happens with us is we never even have a medical expense, much less hit a deductible. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, our HSA, I started doing it when George W. Bush put it into place the first time I've never touched it. Consequently, mm-hmm. it's all in mutual funds and it's several hundred thousand dollars. Cause it's been mm-hmm. a long time and I don't need it. It's become another investment vehicle. Mm-hmm. So those are the two extremes obviously that can be there. But, but yes, I would go ahead and do that at this stage. Uh, I wouldn't go crazy with overfunding it or something. I'd rather you get your house paid off, but yeah, definitely get it up to where you're covering your deducts and Oh, at least double that kick it on up there a little bit. I mean, get mm-hmm. 20, 30,000 bucks in there, but, but you don't need 300,000 in there and not have paid off your house on the other side. That's what I do. Yep. You're doing that too. Yep, That's what I'm doing. I like having, you know, some people you have your three to six months of emergency funds, but I liked having the the deductible in the HSA so that it's just another thing that I don't have to touch. Now I would not do that if you're in baby step two or three facts. Yes, that's correct. If you don't have your emergency fund in place, you don't need to be putting a dime in an HSA. That's correct. Yep. You need to build your emergency fund and be debt free before you put money in an HSA. This is baby steps four, five, and six. Mm -hmm. So really, really good stuff there. Very well done. All right. Our question of the day comes from Neighborly, your hub for home services. Uh, this company is incredible. They, if you need to make repairs or schedule routine maintenance, find local help for home improvement projects. Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. Things like Mr. Electric, Mr. Reuter, Molly Maid, names that you recognize like that. Uh, go to neighborly.com and you can start your search to get some help with things around the house. All right. Today's question comes from Lucas in the Ramsey Baby Steps community. You can find that on Facebook. He says, I just recently got engaged. 
My fiance is bringing $96,000 of student loan debt into the relationship. I am debt free and I've been saving up to buy a home. So far, I have $93,000 saved. (laughs) I know that once we're married, her debt is also my debt. So I'm wondering, do I take the money I have saved for a house to almost pay off her student loans and then get back to saving for a house? Or do I buy a house (laughs) and then get intense to pay off the student loans? Oh, boy. Okay, Lucas. Here's this is hard. What, it's hard, but here's what I would do if I were in your shoes. You're, this is your fiance. It's not your girlfriend. So the plan is that you're going to get married. And you know that that's coming around the bend. What I would do is keep this money, this $93,000 set aside. The moment you put a ring on it, the moment you say I do, you guys are essentially in baby step two. Well, baby step one, you'll keep a thousand of this for your $1,000 saved. And you'll put the other 92000 on her student loans. And then you guys will pay those off. You'll save up three to six months of expenses. And then and only then will you go to baby step 3B and start saving for a home down payment. And I know when I said that you got a lump in your throat, you might have lost your lunch a little bit because you've been saving for a long time. But that's the story of that's the glory of love, Dave. It's the uh, cost of putting a girl in it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... In this, in case, I feel in this his case, pain. Putting, I should say putting this girl in it. Yeah, yeah. I feel his pain. He, you know, this yeah. is this but, is who uh, you brought. This is, um, yeah. It, you know, when you look back on this a thousand years, a hundred years from now, five hundred years from now, twenty minutes from now, you won't think anything about it. That's but true. At this moment, at the moment you write that check, right after you get married, you, you're going to be going. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's the song. Some somebody knew somebody knew my reference. You got to give a little, take a little, let your poor heart break a little. That's the story of that's the glory of love. Yeah, there you go. So his heart is his heart is breaking because of this and uh I feel for you Lucas, but that is the right thing to do. Just go ahead and yeah. Don't don't get the house first even though you're like, "Man, I've been saving because if you get the house first, you're going to get married and then you guys are going to be in debt and it's not going to be fun uh living there and, and I got, paying and off and this I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Th- this is also going to make you triple check in your pre-marriage counseling that this lady's not going to swear she's going to never borrow money again. Yes. Cuz if she thinks she's going to go back in debt after you do this, I we got other problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got other problems. So I mean, she's got to go. We're never gonna. Bu- I'm never even gonna walk near a credit yeah. card. I'm not yeah. gonna walk near a car lot with a car payment. We're never gonna ask you to go into debt ever. If she can't make that kind of a pledge and make you believe it, Cut you, got, it you got other issues. Yeah. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Dia is with us. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm good. It's Deja. Date. Deja. Yeah. Like deja. deja vu. Yes. Ooh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me, because I would have messed it up for the next 15 minutes. It's okay. Okay. Where do you live? I live in Chicago, Southside. Welcome cool. to Nashville. Good to have you. How Thank much you. debt have you paid off? 80K. All right. All right. Good for you. And how long did this take? It took me two years. It would have took me a little bit less, but I kept starting over and starting back again. So, yeah, okay. two years. All right. And what was your income during that two years? Uh, 50K. Okay. What do you do wow. for a living? 
I right now I work for Uber. Um, I actually work for their headquarters and sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then when I was paying off my dad, I was working in retail. I was a store manager for Foot Locker. Okay, good for you. Thanks. Okay, so tell me about this. Uh, tell me what got you started on this two years ago, and then while you're at it, go ahead and tell me about the starting over part. Yeah. Yes. So I um, actually follow Asia Dang. She actually came down here, and she was on the podcast as well. And once I graduated college, I was just like, Oh my God, I have so much debt. I had thirteen credit cards, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, just because I just did not know. Um, anything about money I was not taught um, how to manage money I was just like oh credit card you gave me this amount that's free money but I never really understood interest and anything like that and that that part where you have to pay it back yeah (laughs) absolutely right I was like wow I gotta pay this back I thought you were trying to give it to me Um, um, but yeah so I would pay off something I would congratulate myself and then I would go back into it just because I was like oh these jeans or these shoes I really want them um and I just it was just back and forth back and forth and then watched Asia she paid off 200k mm-hmm. in two years so for I was those of like, you don't know she became an influencer while doing her yeah, debt-free yeah. journey and then following our stuff uh-huh. and then came down here and did our debt-free scream yes. I didn't know She's like a star. Yeah, absolutely. And then she came in, and I'm like, I just was in the presence of royalty, and yes. I didn't know it. Yes, you know? yes. So, yeah, so she's shout a big out to deal. Asia for that. Um, she actually put me on to you, and then I just listened to the podcast every day. Going to work, um, I would, like, just turn on the podcast, and I would just hear all these people saying, like, oh, I paid off my house, I paid off this, I paid off that. And a lot of the people that I was surrounded by um, just was not doing the same things that you know you were preaching and coming from a low-income family um strictly minorities it was nobody was talking about it It was just like why would you pay off debt you're gonna live like literally people would tell me you're gonna die in debt so why Mm. are you trying to pay it off so just hearing that i was just like oh dang um but i finally did it you know and i actually paid off my last bit of debt it was my last student loan people was telling me like don't don't do it you're gonna the government's gonna give you the money back and i'm like i am not about to wait on this government like i'm just not i'm just not about to wait on them um so i paid off my last student loan on thanksgiving day and i was just i was just so grateful it didn't hit me until i called don and i was just like i would like to do my debt-free scream and then i cried (laughs) i love it yeah very good good for you. you i'm proud of you thank you so now um i get the uh, on and off again off on and off again and i really appreciate you telling that story because a lot of times people that happens and then when they get on the debt-free stage they don't want to tell that part yeah and they really did do that <laughs> um but uh so i appreciate your uh, authenticity on that Thank the you. did you reach a point though that you were saying now i'm just on no, um, not not gonna be tempted by these jeans again yeah, i'm done i've yeah. gotta i gotta do this yeah absolutely it was so my original debt when i first first started was 40 40k okay. but i actually added another 40k in debt because i was just adding credit cards mm. i was just doing so much dumb stuff and i just did not have the people the right people in my corner to like motivate me and keep me on track and then when i realized like you just got another 40k in debt and you don't even have a house you don't even have an apartment (laughs) you know Mm. what i'm saying like you're still living at home with your mom and you're 25 years old and it was just embarrassing and i was just like you know what this has got to stop um there it is and yeah i just it's the behavior it's the behavior change so you were doing the right things with money but you hadn't changed your your full behavior everybody knows pay off your debt do this but you Mm -hmm. had to get to the behavior part love it yeah whoo so what was what was the 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 
how was what was your response to all the haters? Because I know there are folks out there on the hater aid, like, oh, you know, wh- yeah. you know, why are you paying off your student loans? How did you respond to that? Because that's everywhere right now, by the way. Um, I it was it was coming from my family. It was coming Uh-oh. from my family. You know, family has a weird way of just like saying something that'll just make you yep. change your entire mind. Um, and they weren't doing it, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be the first in my family to do this. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was the first in my family to you know pledge a sorority. I was the first in my family to do all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the first in my family to be debt free, and then I'll come back and I'll, you know, I'll get, I'll get my mom, I'll get my sisters, yep. you know, so I'll get my brothers and then we'll get all on track. Um, so I think it was just trying to block it out and just listen to the podcast. Truly like the podcast was the, my best friend. And then also praying to God because mm. Lord knows I have been, I literally was just horrible with money. So it was just tuning it out and just keeping going. And then once I highlighted everything off, I was just like, you know what? You're that girl. Mm. <laughs> you did it. You yeah. did it. Yeah. Wow. I bet your family's proud of you now. Absolutely. I bet now they're wondering how did you do it? Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. That's exciting. Good for you. Well Thank done. You. Very Thank well you. done. The uh the power of your family of origin, mm-hmm. number one, uh the, the neighborhood you grew up in, me too. Yeah. Uh the power of that and the power of the people you currently decide to run around with that you make the people that are influencing you. Um, you you speak like them. You read the same books they do. You develop the same values. Uh, you uh, even you'll even adjust your accent to fit. And um, uh, it, it's human nature. Yeah. Be not mm-hmm. deceived. Uh, deceitful company corrupts good habits. Scripture says. Mm-hmm. And so when you hang out with deceitful company, when you hang out with people who are doing the opposite of what you want to do. You, it's gonna. It's very difficult to do. Yeah. And you brought that up three or four times. Yeah. As you were talking about this, and so it's just. But it highlights it. It's very, very important. To, you've got to put new inputs into your brain. You yeah. got to put new things into your brain to get the junk out. And um, I got a good friend that grew up in really, really rough circumstances, and um, he's be- he's become very wealthy. But he said, you know, getting out of the hood was easier than getting the hood out of me. And uh, that, that's a that's a that's a saying. What we're talking about. I mean, you, you got these tapes that play inside of us hmm. from the way we grew up. You know, people like us. Mm-hmm. You know, or I always heard little men can't get ahead. You always heard well, you're going to die with that. You yeah. know, and these these are all these. Uh, they don't mean to be negative, but they just like Eeyore is their spiritual animal. Yeah, and I they mean, just don't like, know. They say what know? they know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's all they know, and it's just. But now they're going to learn something different because okay. of you. You don't, you yeah, don't, you, yes. You haven't broke the chains. Yes. yes. Well Changing done. my family tree. There yes. you go. Well yeah. done. Very good. Up, down, or sideways. It's good <laughs> Good with me on that tree. However you want to get at it. I like it. Very so well good. done. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Good work. Good work. Congratulations. All right. Now, when someone asks, all you've been through, and on again, off again, but finally on, what is the key to getting out of debt? Um, I would probably say... The budget, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Making sure that you actually know what you owe. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I'm like helping, I actually have my own business now. It's called Budget Boss Life. Mm -hmm. And I'm helping young minority um, students who are in college and going to college, helping them to know exactly what you owe and taking it from there. I feel like if you don't know, if you're too scared to look, then 
you're not gonna ever know, you know. And it's right, just gonna I'm gonna keep give building. you. I'm gonna give you a case of total money makeover books yes, for them. Okay, I need that. And we'll, and we'll <laughs> ship. We'll ship them to you. So you don't have to carry them on the plane. But we're also gonna give you the Baby Steps Millionaires book, the Total Money Makeover book, yes. Financial Peace University, as your gift Thank for you. being here. But we're gonna help you with the next 26, I think, and it's in a case or 24 is in a case, something like yes. that. We'll give you a case of them, uh, and we'll get you shipping information and send it out to you. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. All right, Deja, way to go from Chicago. 80000 paid off in two years, making fifty k. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! That's how it's done. Woo! Love it. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Corey Ten Boom said, now I know in my experience that Jesus's light is stronger than the biggest darkness. And she had that experience without a doubt. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sherry is in Detroit, Michigan. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you very much. Thank you. How can we help? Um, so um, my husband and I, we've been following you for probably five or six years of following the baby steps, and it's allowed us to get the steps fixed pretty quickly. So we're now in a position recently where we could uh, finish paying off our mortgage, or, um, I mean, we just refinanced about two and a half years ago for two and a half percent. So we have a really low uh, mortgage rate. What made but you What I made you decide that following us was not a good idea after you've been following us? Well, nothing. I, I just, <laughs> so our families, like, we, you know, both come from families, like, without money. We don't know anyone that has money. We are now in a position where I know. we do have it. And I know, no but you followed us all the way through till you got here. <laughs> well until you know we you know have a lot of people talking to us saying hey well you know you followed us like our financial and did everything against everyone everyone says to do and did what we said to do until you got here you follow you understand yeah yeah <laughs> and now suddenly now suddenly we we, we don't know what we're doing <laughs> I'm picking on you, Sherry. <laughs> Pay off your house, girl. Okay. That's, you know, just the only thing, you know, we keep going back and forth with. Our mortgage rate yeah. is so low. I know. We invest I know. that and get something returned greater. But I know. Okay. And you're going to stay in debt the rest of your life, and you're going to be normal like all those people that you were doing yeah. stupid stuff with before. Okay. I think this is what I needed to hear. Yeah. Get out of debt. That's why I call. F- finish the baby steps. <laughs> But, you know, okay. don't get to baby step six and turn left. See it through. And when you're debt-free, 100% house and everything, you'll have control of your most powerful wealth-building tool. You're going to have a level of financial peace that you've never had in your entire life and maybe that none of your friends have ever had and maybe that your family has never mm-hmm. had. You're 100% debt-free at that point. How old are you? Uh, we're 35 and 36. Oh, man. And so you're going to be multi-millionaires if you just take your house payment and the old payments you used to have and start investing those. How much is left on the house? Uh, about 150 Oh, yeah. Come on now. 
Come on and get it. And then when you're done, you'll be able to invest to your heart's content. And be unreasonably generous, too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't quit now. You almost, you're almost there. Don't, don't give up at the end. You know, almost to the end. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 2.5% sounds like a good idea to stay in debt. A lot of people do that. They get they get through the the hard part of the race, and then their their ten the last ten percent is there, and they quit. Don't do it. Kelsey's in Wichita, Kansas. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. You too. How can um, we help? So my husband and I are in Baby Step Two. We have our thousand dollar emergency fund. We are in the process of trying to get rid of our stupid toys that we don't need, um, and so we have a travel trailer that we currently owe about 43000 on. Good Lord. We have an outright uh, buy offer from a dealership for thirty-three. Oh, good. So about 10000 less than we owe. Good. However, and, and I can take out, you know, a personal loan to cover that difference. Do it. Um, but if I do that, the interest on it is going to be 10.75%, and it's on a 58-month payoff for two fifty a month. You're not going to be in it for 58 months, though. It'll be like four or five months to pay it off. Yeah. 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 So you're not even, gonna, um, you're not even going to pay 5%. Right. The other, so my question was six, though, six months off- of a 10 and a half percent annual rate is 5%. True. Yeah. Yeah. The other option that we had is there's another dealership that will consign it. Nope. No, nope. you would go ahead and go nope. get rid of it. Consign it and is you still own it and you hope they sell it before they sell one of the own, their own off the lot. Right. No, uh, thank now you. I have to go tell my husband he was right. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I hate, I'm sorry about that part. But um, yeah, Here, here's the thing. Thank you. Here's the thing. The, the beautiful part about this. Let's walk through here. Why am I going there so fast? All right. I like $10,000 in debt a lot more than I like $40,000 in debt. Yep. I like getting rid of a camper, which goes down about as fast or faster than anything else with wheels. Mm-hmm. If you screw around with this thing sitting on the consignment lot for 10 months, it might go down another $10,000. Right. And we can get rid of it and then downgrade our truck that we don't We've need anymore to pull it. Stopped so. the bleeding. We've stopped <laughs> yes. the bleeding. It's yes. done. It's okay. over. The story is in the rearview mirror. Now we've got to, now we've just got to sweep up the last 10,000 mm-hmm. and that is a fixed amount that is not going anywhere. Got it. We've locked Makes in sense. we've locked in our losses. They're not going to get worse. The story's not going to drag out. It's over now. Kill the ten thousand bucks, and it's really over, right? That's why I yep. went there so fast. Got it. Just pay the stupid tax and be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And actually, the, what I've learned to tell myself is, I'm not even paying the stupid tax there. I'm just admitting it <laughs> because yeah. I've already paid it when the thing went down in value. True that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. and okay. so yeah, I've already I've already made the mistake. All I'm doing is admitting it when I mm-hmm. sell it. Mm-hmm. So that's powerful. Well done. Yeah, they're it's willing good. to sell off some things to get this done. That's exciting. Hey, our stupid toys, she said. Yep. And uh, man, people got some stupid toys. Yeah. And listen, there's we're not against toys. We're against stupid toys. Yeah, <laughs> at the wrong time. Okay, what's a stupid toy? A stupid toy is one you have debt on. Listen, I one guy told me he said I, that my bass boat. And I'm like, dude, your bass boat is $550 a month. And I made him sit down. We're doing a small group at a financial peace university. I made him sit down and add up how many bass he caught a year and what the average pounds were. And we divided out that those bass were costing him something like 160 bucks a pound (laughs) by the time he got them home. That's hilarious. You know, 
Dude, this is, this is freaking beluga caviar here. It's just like this is not bass. That is hilarious. So it's not. Don't tell me you're feeding your family, please. Right, okay. Right. Please don't tell me that. All right. It's nothing wrong with a bass boat. I've, I don't have a bass boat, but I got a couple of mastercrafts and I got sea dews and all this mm-hmm. other crap. But I pay cash for them, and they're going down in value. Yeah. And they're the top of the line, best of everything, and I love them. And they're toys. Yeah. And they're a small percentage of my world. So stupid toys are toys that are a large percentage of your world, uh, or that you have payments on, or both. Right. And I have done stupid toys as many as Kelsey probably, um, or maybe even more. But I've also done toys the right way, and then they don't bother me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. so go further into that because you, we talk. We know what that means when it comes to cars, right? We don't pay cash for a brand new car until we're a millionaire, right? And then there's people who want to get boats and sea dews and campers. So explain to the people what's what's too much and when they can do all that and how they can do all that without getting ridiculous. Uh, I use a couple of rules. Um, rule number one I use is the total of everything you own with motors and wheels, campers, wheels, no motor boats, motors, no wheels, right? Mm -hmm. All that, but motors or wheels, all those things go down in value. And the total of all those things you own should never be more than half your annual income should be a small percentage of your world. Mm -hmm. The second rule I use is if I set fire to it and it had no insurance, does it change my life financially? <laughs> am, I, is, am I financially devastated mm-hmm. because the item, I just completely blew that amount of money? Because in essence, you're blowing that amount of money. Right. It needs to be like uh, a friend of mine's a billionaire and he bought like a $400,000 car. For him, for him buying that, it's like most of us buying a biscuit. Right. Right. So change. it needs to be a non-issue in the mathematics. Mm-hmm. He could burn that car to the ground once a week and it won't change his life. Yeah. All right, so that's the point. It's a non-issue, but people buying crap to make to look, make themselves look good or to be big dogs—they're always the broke people. Right. I was. I'm driving a Jaguar, and the money to put gas in it. You know, back when I was broke. Yeah. And so that we've all done that stuff. So that's where you break the cycle. Jade Washar, good show today. Same job, Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew in the booth. The booth dudes that make this happen. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.